Watts said it the best. If you chant that, like, Allah, Allah, enough and faster and faster and with more and more energy. It just becomes home. You Well, sure. If, yeah. But uh, he was saying that it, you, go, you go out of your mind. Like, it makes you crazy to do that, which is essentially what you should be going for, to go out of your mind once a day. Out of your mind, and then it keeps things in balance. Because if you stay in your mind all day, then you're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I think I like listening to his talks, like, at least one a day. Because even if I go back into the, the cray-cray, you know? Into the cray-cray. It's not as cray, because I could pull myself out. You know what I'm saying, bro? Uh, I think so. What I'm saying is, if you leave your mind in that way, where you, like, achieve some high level of meditation, for example, where... The the day I did and I felt like I was tripping and I went outside and I was just looking at shit and it was so different. Yeah. When you you can you can go back into the shit where you sort of forget that that happened and you're just living your everyday life again. Mm-hmm. But if shit gets too crazy, I find that now I can be like, well, that there was also a reality to that too. So this is just as real or just not or you know yeah. not as real or not not, not yeah the realness of it, it it's temporary. So like. You'll come back in, you'll come back out. You'll go wherever the fuck it is. He was talking about uh, existence today and the one that I was listening to. I'm listening to these talks where he's talking about... I think it is called Out of Your Mind. But he's talking about how um, we kind of see ourselves as separate from... We kind of think of the world as like this foreign entity that's scary and like... Uh, we're external to that, and we're totally outside of this thing, but it's like uh, we're not at all in the sense that like, in order for us to even be here, that environment would have to exist in the first place. And he's like, there's, a, there's a, these mindsets that you can have that are troubling where you start to think that uh, people are just um, robots in the sense that like they're not really real. They're just sort of reacting, and they're just sort of all these functions that are just kind of, I, I was sort of like I was waiting for him I was like well kind of I don't know like I can kind of see that where he's talking about like how like you can see all the actions that people do as sort of just reactions to the to the things that they have experienced you know what I mean or that yeah, there's no sure. like the lack of free will I guess but but then yeah. I was sort of like well I need you to present a better argument than that because that was the one thing that I was a little confused on I have to go back and listen to it because it sounded like he was like uh I think the point he was saying is that you start to think that people that can't love or you can't trust anybody or like they're all just because he's just saying that they're they're lines of thinking that are are disastrous like you start to think that people are not real you know what i mean but where do these lines of thinking come from what you know what i mean what line how do you get on this line of thinking um, According to what he I would saying. have to play it. I would have to play it back and listen to it because I listened to it this morning mm-hmm. and so much shit has happened to me since this morning. Yeah, yeah, it's I like feel you totally on that. out of my mind, dude. I was at work and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Seamus told me he was coming over tonight. Fuck, I feel like we made that arrangement like last week. It was last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was looking forward to that shit all day. Actually, yeah, I was like, as I, soon as I get the fuck out of here, dude, my day's gonna start. It was three o'clock, and I was like, all right, cool. That's gonna get me to five thirty, six o'clock. That's yeah. Oh, you know nice, I mean? man. Thanks. That's nice. Today was rough because we found out that a bunch of shit, like a project we've been working on for months, we have to start over. What? From step one, well, step two, and this is like the hundred and twentieth step we are on. <sighs> so what happened? Uh, so basically, we're taking like we're taking a small chunk of DNA and putting it into a much bigger chunk of DNA that's going to help it like get into the cells that we want it to get into. But the chunk of DNA that we started with 
was missing one bass pair. So it's like, you know, it's G-T-A-C-T-A-A-A, blah, blah, blah. Well, this is 26 bass pairs long, 26 letters on each side. And uh, one of them was off, which causes the whole thing to slide over. And then it, it, the protein doesn't fold right and all this bullshit, right? But we didn't realize that until we got to the last step. Because if one of the little base pairs is missing mm, it fucks the whole thing up it's it like if you have one up. christmas light that's unscrewed exactly in the whole thing. exactly that's the exactly the right metaphor and on top of that the way that we kind of spot check whether if things are going okay right we'll say like all right how many well you can see how big your your chunk of dna is right so we're like all right this is the one that we wanted was like 400 base pairs right so we, we got this 400 base pair chunk in and it's like the way you look at it, you can't tell one or two base pairs. You can tell the difference between 100 or 200, right? So this one's 400. It's got uh, one base pair off. So it's up. It looks good, right? It's up in the 400 zone. You know what I mean? We're like, all right, it has about 400 base pairs. That's that's what we would expect because it should have 408. And we didn't find out until the very last step, which is the like the scrutinizing step where you make sure everything's perfect and it's like oh actually there was one mistake all the way in the beginning and now you fuckers have to start over uh, it's so fucking annoying god I bet that who found out you found out yeah, my boss thank god what'd she say she was just about to cry who did it <laughs> who did it that's what we're trying to figure out because let's place the blame instead of fixing the problem yeah who did it who done it which one of y'all motherfucking scientists <laughs> done didn't fold the base Which one pairs? of y'all motherfucking smart autistic fucks fucked this up? Because it wasn't me. Was it you, Gerald? Maybe if you didn't play so much Minecraft, you'd be able to fucking... Oh, come on! <laughs> I was building a model of the, the science lab that I worked... Um, so is this... Or, this is just a mic segment, I'm guessing. Yeah, it can't be. We can start the show any time, really, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted, like... Just get settled and shit. Maui, wowie. It was funny. Mark Mark sent me a thing and he was like, "There." Uh, he was like, just so you know, there's an audible bong hit at 15 minutes and 22 minutes. And I was like, yeah, we're not really trying to hide it. He was like, yeah, I guess that's true. The Dark Ages are kind of over. And I was like, cool, man. But I, no, but he was, lo- he was looking respect, out, man. Respect. Looking yeah, out. I, I appreciate it. It's just funny because... That's such an old way. He was laughing about it, though. He was like, you guys. No, yeah. Yeah, you silly fucks. But my thing is, at this point, I literally smoke weed every day, twice a day, three, four times a day. Everybody I know smokes weed at least once a week, pretty much. I've really cut back, which is which is awesome. It's working well, way better for me these days. But I was smoking so much fucking weed. You know what I think? I, I, I think, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if you were ever smoking so much fucking weed. I was smoking a lot of weed, man. I was compared to what to what now to now I was smoking compared I was, to now but that's such a weird standard though is what I'm saying what I'm saying is I was smoking every day before I went out and when I'd come back and sometimes in between if I'd meet up with you or somebody else yep. like so I think smoking by myself is is not as is not really the the game plan for me going forward you know which is why I do it occasionally mm-hmm. but the amount to which I because for me I feel like I just I used to, I mean, I, I'm realizing that I can control these things now, obviously, but what I'm saying is at the time, I, I sort of, I, substance abuse isn't the right word. It's a, a lack of uh, comfort with, you know, being bored, sort of. And that, it's mm-hmm. sort of how you've described it as well, but I was thinking about this in terms of food yesterday mm-hmm. because I ate so much fucking food yesterday. And luckily, it was like a lot of healthy shit. Like, I ate a bunch of salads and I ate yeah, this yeah. and I ate that, but like, <laughs> 
I've had this unhealthy relationship with food ever since I was growing up where it's it's not it's not that I'm eating to mask the pain. You know, that's like yeah. the emotional eating that people hear about. Like, oh, I'm feeling sad, so I'm going to get a cake. My dad used to beat me up and I used to go eat. Pe- people in my family do that, but that's not what I do. The reason I would eat so much is just because I'd be bored. I'd be like, what can I be doing right now? Oh, yeah. I could eat some Chex Mix because Chex Mix tastes good. And then I'd be like watching a show. I'd be like, I need to do something while I watch this show. Oh, I could yeah, just eat yeah. something. I could just eat something. Yeah. And that, then I'd just be it's eating an, forever. It's an 80 80- thing and it's also just like a people thing like because i mean i don't know it's i always feel weird calling it an add thing because add to me only kind of slightly exists it's only it's like a it's like a series of habits and and a way of of looking at the world that is has its ups and downs you know what i mean right which is why i'm trying to be careful about that because i didn't want to say yeah i didn't want to say because it because it's not because i don't want to say make it sound like an external problem that can never be dealt with because it's totally just, I just didn't have the understanding that, oh, the reason I'm doing this is because I'm just bored. Yeah, I'm right. bored. Yeah. The reason, you know. It's, and so for weed, I guess I would just do that because I'd just be like, well, you know what? This would be a lot more awesome if I was just high as shit right now. You yeah, know what I mean? You, and, yeah, yeah. You don't you don't ever really find a, an excuse to not smoke weed. Mm-hmm. There's barely ever one where you're like, would this be better if I was high? And you're like, oh, yeah, of course. Dude, like, I'm going duh. to the supermarket. I got I to gotta look at shit. There's going to be colors everywhere. I think I want to be high for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I uh, I used to be in that boat, man. I've, I've teeter-tottered a lot on my on my weed balance. But I think at this point, I, I feel like it's... I've come on the on the side... Come down on the side that it's it's mostly mental for me. It's mostly like... If if I'm saying that, oh, I need to smoke less weed because like I'm, I'm not getting up and I'm, I'm lazy and I'm eating too much, it's just like, well, no... You just don't like that you're lazy and not getting up and not eating enough. It has nothing. It has the weed's not helping, but it's not the fucking weed. Clearly, mm-hmm. it's not the weed. It's just that you're giving into that impulse in the moment. Yeah, yeah. For me though, I feel like it's also it's also okay. I think at the same time to step away and be like, because you know, weed doesn't make you dumber. People say that shit. It, it can make you fucked up, but it's not going to make. It doesn't make you dumber. And the same no. way that alcohol doesn't make you dumber necessarily. I mean, right. it makes you. It, it doesn't. It doesn't make you dumber. It just shortens. I think uh, your train of thought sometimes. Yeah. Maybe not weed. Maybe weed. No, but no, weed does weed for does sure. Too. Especially yeah. yeah. So it's like sort of hard to. I guess focus on some shit and get it done. And when I already have issues focusing when I'm fucking sober, you know yeah. what I mean. I was just like, well, let me just. Let me just step away from this for a little while. And every now and then it's awesome to be like, I got fucking high last night. But yeah. like, but like uh, for me, it was never at the lo- like, okay, yeah, it wasn't a lot. It, I wasn't smoking Adam levels of weed. <laughs> it's but- not even me levels. It's like, think about like people in California who have prescriptions. They're smoking a lot of weed. We're not, we, yeah. don't, we don't really know people who smoke that much. Like, I probably smoke like the average like California pre- like pres- prescription fucking person mm. you know smoking all day because you have weed all day like well, of course I, it's for stress you know what i mean my eyes hurt but it's i don't know man i just get i don't I, I think the uh it's just you know how i am with words man and if you throw adjectives like oh i was smoking so much and i need to like cut back i i just think that's i think maybe you're thinking about it inaccurately because you weren't smoking that much weed compared to how much weed i know other people smoke and yeah, like, yeah you know yeah, what i mean yeah, so it's yeah. that's really not that's not it at all. It's not the quantity. It's just the relationship. But I think that's also relative to the person, though. I mean, it was a lot for me, I guess, if that makes any sense, where I was like... I, I, I don't think so. I don't think it was too much. I don't think it was probably a lot for you. Like, I think probably what it was was that you... Or definitely what it was was that you just... You you weren't... 
you hadn't figured out yet how to be that high all the time and still function right, you know, still function smoothly because you like there, there you can't really like, like you said, it shortens your time frame, your train of thought. So you, you have to have like a shorter version of everything. If you're going to be that high all the time, your, your grocery store trips have to be shorter because you know, you'll get distracted on the way. You know what I mean? There's just changes like that that you're like, oh, I'm way too high for this. I'm just going to fucking take a shortcut. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. But I think it's 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 the wrong – if you're going to focus on something, I don't think like, oh, it was I was smoking too much or too frequent. It's like, no, that's not it. It's just that you – your habits and the struct, the way you structured your life um, wasn't conducive to smoking that much for whatever and, reason. And, you know, I also – sometimes, you know, it makes me it makes me tired – you know, very tired, and I get pretty irritable when I'm tired, and things get kind of, you know, wonky. And, and yeah. it's, it's, I'm not, I'm not blaming it at all. I'm not saying like, this is the worst thing ever. I'm just saying it wasn't, it wasn't working for me at the I, time. I didn't really like who I was kind of becoming, if that makes any sense. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I was sort right. Of like, I'm just challenging your attribution of that feeling towards weed at all because. I don't think there's any quantity of weed that you could have smoked that it would have been weed that was the problem. Or I mean, oh, no, well, no, there I, is, I, and I think I, I don't think that's the. I, what I I'm think saying I agree is, too. I think what probably, I'm saying is it probably didn't help any of the things that you were that were already bothering you. No, but it's like the habits in the same way that it's the food habit where it's right. not. It's not the food's not the problem. You could have a fucking a bunch of zebra cakes in your fridge and it'd be totally cool because you're like, oh, you I eat, eat one once a week and it's yeah, the, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. But like I, when I have. Any amount of zebra cakes in the fridge, I no I longer have zebra, zebra cakes in the fridge because I've eaten them all. Yeah. You know, if I if I have any weed in the house, it's gone. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's right. gone. Right. Yeah. So it's a self control thing. Yeah. So I just remove. I remove video it. games. You do it with weed. It's not. So what I'm. All right. It's not weed, and weed doesn't help, especially because it's psychoactive in a way that makes you um, more sensitive to things going on in your moment. So you can't like. You know, you don't think you think less about like should I organize my like the shed that I can't even see right now, or should I watch this movie again? You know what I mean? It's like, well, this movie was good. I don't know about that shed. That's probably gonna be that's a lot. That's a lot to think about. I'm just gonna stick over here. But it's like, just go outside. You've been thinking about that shed for like two weeks. Go outside. Just get out there, and you'll start doing it, and you'll be high as shit, and you'll be like, oh, I'm so glad I did this. This is fucking fun. You know what I mean? I just I re- I used to be in the camp of like. Oh, you know, it's just you know, this this weed is blah blah blah, and because I've said it to you many times, like I'm gonna cut back because like I'm just I'm getting lazy and blah blah blah, and I I put it puts things on too short of a time frame, and I can't ever think through my problems, and like that's not it, that's not it. The problem was I was smoking weed to run away, or not run away, but to forget about the problem. You know, you smoke weed. This movie's awesome, and that's two and a half hours that you weren't thinking about that thing that bothered I was doing you. that too. Yeah, I was doing that's that really too. That's really the issue. That's that's the issue right there. If yeah. you're trying to chase things away in any form or any kind of subtle way, then that's really the issue. It's never the what what you're using to chase it. Yeah, yeah. So 420, bitch. 420. Going hard. We always do. Going ham. I'm going to kill you this year because I haven't yet. You're going to kill <laughs> me this year? Did, I almost did a couple times. You almost killed me? Well, just with the amount of weed that we smoked. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought, well, I'm like, did I forget something? Was I, <laughs> Was I that close to death? <laughs> That time, Adam almost tried to literally kill me. Yeah, dude, you don't remember? I had like the knife to your throat. I had a, a can of gasoline. I just, a he just came he, down from heaven. I just stopped. He just kept saying, it's the reefer madness. It's got me. It's got me. The, the marijuana's got me. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking cut my stomach open. It's the reefer madness. <laughs>
it was crazy. He cut my stomach open and he put a fetus in there, like one that he found from somewhere else. Like he fucking. Yeah, he just had reefer madness twice. He was like, "Congratulations! Not only did I kill you, but you're pregnant." <laughs> no, I. Yeah, I don't know. I am laying of comfort. All right, you want to start this shit? I think this yeah. is a pretty good mic segment. I like those mic segments, man. I like them the most because they're easy, they're fast to listen to, and they're always, I feel like they always come to a point. Yeah. And I like how you edit them, too, because you have them together where they'll be like, this, 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 this. And, and, and sometimes they don't go anywhere, but the they just the way you've edited them together really works for me, especially the one with the Godzilla mm-hmm. thing in that. That's funny because I literally just, like, I was like, oh, here's the next one, copy and paste. No, but it's perfect because it'll just, it'll just... Sometimes there will be some shit that that never that doesn't have a conclusion, but it's just sort of like funny out of context, like yeah. the toe ring thing. Did you hear that? No, I didn't listen to any of those. <laughs> I was like, I don't trust these fucking toe rings. Well, we should listen to them. I was like, I don't trust yeah. these fucking toe rings, man. And you were like, what? And I was like, because who fucking sees them? Like when you're getting in a pool, maybe. And then it just goes to the next thing, and that's yeah, yeah. and I just kind of like that rapid fire. Yeah, no, I like that too, and I think that's very good for especially uh, like if we had to do if we ever had a segmented show or if we had a YouTube channel, like those little clippity clips are are clippity claps, clippity claps, clippity cloops. They're good for Cloop- segments, like segues. I mean, and yeah. um, intros and outros and that kind of shit. <laughs> oh boy, Wrangled welcome me up to a big burpee. Welcome to Conversations for for our grandkids. Oh, you fucked it up. Welcome. Keep it going. That's what it is now. Welcome to... <clears throat> fuck. Converse... Uh, now no well, one's going to find it. to Conversations it. for our grandkids. Um, I feel like we should just put it out on the record, uh, or I, at least I should, because I'm the one much more concerned about all this shit. Oh, great. Thanks, Adam. Is uh, <laughs> specifically uh, technical difficulties. I feel like at this point we... We've got our mic situation down. You know, we've got the format kind of down. And if there are any strange happenings in other episodes, it's probably due to... Are we apologizing for the past? I am. If Let's you, move on, If man. you notice that uh, there's no Conversation 3, there's also no Conversation 5. One was a save issue, which we already addressed. And the other one was just because the mic situation was fucked up and there was weird feedback and we couldn't use the audio. Dude, so. get over it. Whatever. We hate transgenders and whatever else happened on and the other John shows. John Legend thinks gooks are specs. Dude, so John Legend If you don't know about those jokes, then listen back. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge. <laughs> oh, God. So, Seamus, what's up, bro? Not much, man. I, um, I know I talked about this on a previous episode, but I, I cut my hand a few weeks ago. Dun, dun. And it's been it's been awful. Well, not awful, really. It hasn't actually been that bad at all. So I don't know why I said that. But that's the response a human being would have where they say, oh, I cut my hand and that's pretty terrible. Oh, that made my life terrible for two weeks. Yeah, for me, it wasn't even that bad. Uh, and, and it came to a climax the other day when I, I took out my own stitches. Dun, dun, dun! Yeah. Well, my dad told me I could do that. And I was like, thanks, Pop! Now I can. Now I have permission. Your dad gave you permission. How cute. No, he said he was going to do it for me, and I was like, ah, I'd rather go to the no. hospital. Yeah. No, I'm a grown-ass man. That's well, okay. Well, then I went home, and I was thinking about going to the hospital, and it was 40 bucks. And I was like, well, if I could just cut these motherfuckers out of my hand. <laughs> yeah. That means I could save 40 bucks. Yeah, and so I did. And it, I cut I cut them out using it. Hey, guys, this is some tips for at-home use. At-home surgery tips with um, Seamus. Scissors and uh, nail clippers work really well. And then you just, and then you, what you do is you clip the stitch and you pull it out of your fucking skin. That's what with I did. The scissors. I felt like I was living Wait, in a cabin somewhere. With? What? What do I pull you it out? Pull it out with, it out with, with your fingers. 
Oh, that's... I didn't have tweezers on me, but tweezers would help. So tweezers definitely look them up. What are the toenail clippers for then? To cut to because sometimes the scissors were too big to get under the stitch itself. Because what you actually have to do is it's a little gory, a little gory. You did. hey, shame's is gory. Shame's corner. surgery corner. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> um, no, that should just be. You know what? That should just be ed- edit in like the beeping for like a uh, beep, beep, <laughs> beep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh god, Taz is coming out now. It's wrestling corner. Holy shit! But um, pew, pew. <laughs> but no, what you have to do is you have to get the you have to get the scissors or whatever it is underneath the stitch itself. So in between your skin and the top of the stitch, where they have the little tie on it, and you have to cut one side of it, and then you got to pull it out, pull it out of your skin. And I did that. I did mm. that for five stitches. Delicious. So what's up, ladies? Duh. And I had Delicious. a beard while I was doing it, so it was super manly. Whoa. No, but Damn, it was you actually you should have done it out in the woods and then took pictures and shit. That would you'd be like, look what I'm, look how badass I am. <laughs> look how badass I'm out in the woods man. taking stitches my out of my own tree or something. <laughs> I'm getting uh, back to nature. Getting given back to nature. I'm, I'm coming back to nature, bro. <laughs> uh, well, I'm happy to hear that, man. I was worried for a while, you know. Yeah, Call my, me boss, and, my boss lady, she saw it today. And she was like, "Oh, you're crazy for that one, Jay." <laughs> she, she didn't literally say that, but she was like. I was like, yeah, I took my stitches out. She was like, what? She came over and like looked at my hand. She yeah. was like, that's insane. You did that by yourself? All by yourself? Wow. Like, did she pat you on the back too? Give you a gold star? <laughs> she, uh, yeah. Cool. Absolutely. I got upgraded to real employee. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, that's been up. And then what else has been up? I had a good show the other night doing stand-up. Woo-woo. That was cool. Which wasn't recorded, so thanks for that. It wasn't recorded, yeah, because I was too afraid. I, I was like, if I record it and then it goes bad, then I'll I'm have gonna, to listen to it and suffer again. To, I can't even, I can't do it, man. I can't even look back at pictures from when I was like 14 and shit. I can't do it. It's too hard. Yeah, it's rough, man. It's rough because you're like, wow, I was really, I was really rough there for a while. Really wearing a 3XL Simpson shirt, huh? Yeah, I used to wow. do, well, I didn't, never went that deep, but I used to wear the 2X shirts. Never went three X. Never went Simpsons. But I went. I went pretty deep. He's man. got so many pairs of jean shorts. <laughs> He's got so many Biggie Smalls t shirts. I do have that one Biggie Smalls t shirt with like rhinestones on the front. Like that's yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, just so people know, I'm keeping it real. <laughs> just so everyone knows, I'm a fan of Biggie baby, Smalls. baby. You hear I'm, that? I'm not no nerdy white kid. I have a Biggie Smalls t shirt, and I know the lyrics. I feel like that's the age every white kid goes through. That though, at this point in time, where like. Uh, you know, it's like the the white guilt almost kicks in. I mean, at least for I think maybe not every white kid, but definitely a white kid who went to school with all black definitely kids, urban white, definitely kids, a yeah. Seamus kid. Yeah, who's like, yeah. who's like, oh, white people kind of suck, huh? But like, <laughs> but like that that opinion is okay. So that opinion I think exists in grade school and exists when you're growing up in high school and college, especially college because everybody's so fucking what that white people suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's like a prevailing theory. I'd yeah, say I'll give you that. I'd say it's a pretty good theory. Dude. But I think like even white people like kind of feel so bad about that that they're sort of like, yeah, I hate white people. Right, black kids, you're my friends, right? And and I felt that way for a while, but then recently I've just been thinking like, that's fucking stupid. Okay, that's the dumbest. Like being like, yeah, sure, I guess. But if it wasn't white people, it probably would have been Chinese people or fucking black people. Excuse or, me, sir. All how I'm saying dare you? Is we got to this point because this is how things fucking happened. You I know what I mean? If the whites don't uh, don't keep holding out, it's going to be uh, ISIS next. So no, what I'm saying is the development of humanity to get to this point had to involve some fucking fucked up shit. If we wanted, if this, if this point right now where we're at is the goal, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If this is like progress, yeah. then in order to get there, 
we had to do some How are we going to become the greatest nation of all time without slavery? Who is going to make sure our economy is, like, bumping? Like, the fastest like in the world. The shit. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Just pumping shit out. And I feel like it's all just... It, How do you pay for your laborers? You don't. You just buy them. Yeah. And being like, fuck white people. Like, no, like, I, I get that. It's upsetting when you see, especially, I mean, around here... I walked through Penn's campus, U- University of Pennsylvania. Those guys, they have no fucking idea what's going the on. The worst. But you're like mad that they don't know, and that's the whole. That's the crux of the issue. Well, because I feel like. because Penn kids not knowing, it goes really really deep. Okay, it goes. It's to the point where you're walking on the sidewalk, and this motherfucker is on the left side of the street, earphones in, texting someone, and is literally about to walk straight full on into you and the only way that collision doesn't happen is if is if you the person about to get collided into slide out of the way and give them a gracious red carpet you know zone to walk through it's fucking bullshit because it's like open your fucking eyes dude you're on a street there are other people here you know what i mean yeah. you can't just be only concerned with your fucking self you know what i mean you should bump into him. Next oh, time. dude, I really—it's—it's. It's, I do all I'm the not, time. I shoulder bump the fuck out of some pen. Kids wait, wait, because I refuse to give up my space on the sidewalk every time. If you're going to be walking on the left side, we have rules for a reason. You can't just fucking <laughs> not follow the rules all the time. Oh, I'm just going to walk here, like no, because then you have assholes, assholes like me who are going to shoulder the fuck out of you on, on a Tuesday at two I'm p.m. Shoulder the fuck out of you. Well, no, I, I want to make this—I want to make this point abundantly clear because I feel like my my uh, arguments today have not been super sound because I haven't really been able to uh, I'm losing track of what I'm saying and what I'm trying to say is that um, the whole the whole white guilt thing mm-hmm that's that's what I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about all these other things I've already brought up and like totally ruined my own argument. I think white guilt is ridiculous to be guilty about uh, like something you didn't have any fucking choice you know yeah. what I mean it's mm-hmm. sort of like why? You know what I mean? how yeah. could how could you possibly be guilty about that? But like I went through it. I know my sister's going through it where she's like doing the thing where she's like, I live in the ghetto part of the suburbs. <laughs> like, she's like getting cornrows and shit. Yeah, it's like, well, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Like just just which ghetto part of the suburb? Because suburb to me means no ghetto. Like I, ghetto's not allowed. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. It, it's probably it's the same thing. It's like the social justice warriors and shit do the same kind of. It's the same kind of shit where you just you want to be the cool guy. You just want to be the cool guy who's accepted and be like, no, like I'm totally urban. Yeah, we yeah we rap every day and right and, right. But like it, it's, I mean. Obviously, there's a part of it that's real because it's like, yeah, I grew up around black kids. I like rap music. I like a lot of black shit. But then there's a part that's like hamming it up. You know what I mean? Kids, kids especially have uh, a really difficult time with identity. Yeah, for sure. Because it's just hard to understand, even for adults. So for kids to 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 struggle with that, it's you know, it's hard to figure out uh, like what you choose to incorporate into yourself as a part of your identity and how deep do you go? Because it's like, yeah, I like, bla- uh, like black music. So like I'm down with black people, right? Like, it, it ex- Oh, I'm black, extend- right? <laughs> it's like, well, I, I'm, I'm wearing a biggie small can- shirt and I'm making my mom read it. <laughs> what read it what say, it mom? says. Read it. She was like, Oh my God, I can't believe he did that to that girl. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even read the shirt. I don't have time for that shit. I'll listen to the song. <laughs> the beats dope. But no, continue your thought. I'm sorry. Um, I'm struggling with identity and 
God, I'm fucking up today. Um, no, it's, <laughs> it's tough for kids to to know where to draw the line and where to, you know, they say, I like hip hop. So does, does that mean then you try to act more black because you like hip hop? Or could you like hip hop and also still wear like cargo shorts and flip flops? You know what I mean? Okay, so that's that's a question. So we're going to, so yeah, we hate transgenders. Well, here we go. Hey, gay people, <laughs> tune out because here it fucking comes. Um, you know all about that. But uh, get your uh, get your fucking Tumblr fingers ready because he's about to he's about to say something controversial. No, no, I'm just gonna ask the question: is that is that the thing where it's like you know there's there's gay people and then there's fucking gay people? You know what I mean? There's like there's like at what point is it that is it is it the identity of I'm gay that turn that makes people act a certain way that has nothing to do with being gay? Right, right. No, because I see what you're saying. because there's. And obviously, it's it, it it's not everybody, and it's totally just a loud minority for all most stereotypes. I'd say are a loud minority, but you know the the super flamboyant gay dude. Yeah, what's you, up with that? Like, I guess you, is what I'm you, asking. Where'd you learn your behaviors from? Because yeah, I've never met a fucking woman in my life who talks like this and does a lot of hand motions. It's like and they're doing something honey all the time, and it's like, well, I don't actually know any women who talk like that. So right. where, if you're trying to be. If you're learning your behaviors and saying like, oh, well, I just learned them from the women in my family, where the, what fucking women are you learning that from? I mean, maybe, maybe, right? Maybe if I saw their families, I'd be like, oh, I totally get it. That, you know, your aunt acts just like that. But I just don't know these women that are influencing men to, to act in that, in the overly flamboyant way. And I'm not judging it. I'm not saying they should or shouldn't speak the way that they're speaking. It just baffles me because, it just doesn't make sense to me how being gay has anything to do with changing those behaviors. You see well, what I'm saying? I'm, I'm guess I'm wondering like, what what is that? Where did that start? Where did that come from? Because it seems like they, it seems like gay dudes specifically. Are, you want to know my I theory? Guess lesbians fall into this thing too. Do you want to know my theory? Have, like the butch thing. Yeah, going exactly. On? Do you want to know my theory? Yeah, I think tell me your theory. My theory is specifically with the the male gay character. Uh, let's just be offensive and call it the sissy character, right? Because I'm not talking about gay dudes who are just like normal dudes. And you're like, oh, you're gay? Whoa, weird. You know, I would have never known. I'm talking about the dudes who you're like, oh, yeah, that dude's gay. Like someone from a block away. That's gay as fuck. If I asked him for a blowjob right now, he'd give it to me dude, right now. Dude, if I had any rocks, I'd be throwing them at him. Uh, <laughs> um, I just want to continue the rumor that we're like totally homophobic. Yeah, no, hey, we, bring we it are. on. We just, I mean, one time there was a gay dude in the same room as me. Oh, I threw up. <sighs> Uh, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. What was I talking about? Threw up all over his dick. Uh, uh, gay dudes. Uh, there's a superly flamboyant gay. It just it it, it 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 baffles my mind. Like, where do you learn this behavior from? So I think what it is is um, the gay choice. The or gay not choice. choice. Nice. That's definitely or, or the episode title. There is a title. choice. I think it, there's a choice. You know, whether or not you being gay, meaning you being a man attracted to other men. If that's genetic and you had nothing to do with that and you were totally out of control with that, I accept that argument. My next question, line of questioning is where the fuck does all the other behavior come from? Why don't you just act like a dude who likes to take it up the ass and give it up the ass? Do you think it was, it, was one, it was probably one gay guy, right? No, I don't think so. I think, what it is, I think what it is is that they the, were like, the, we like this a guy. big part of the gay culture in America especially and, and the, like the modern gay movement, um, it's, it's like a – I'm going to call it a, like a – it's relative to our society heavily. It, it's not. It's less. It less has to do with us, our DNA, and how it works, and it has more to do with our society and how it conflicts with our DNA. I think. Um, so there's this. You know, we have this societal figure of the man as the muscly provider of the family. You know, X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. And if you don't fit with that, let's say if you find yourself being attracted to guys, and society says you should be attracted to girls. 
you can maybe extend that further and say like, well, maybe I just should act like what I think the antithesis of a man should be. And I think that's where the, oh, the really weird. flamboyant behavior comes from because they're trying to act so far from what a normal dude acts like because they don't feel like a normal dude. So they're going to do the opposite. So I really think the behaviors, and I'm not saying the, the being attracted to men, but I'm saying the the, the carrying a, the big purse. It's like a masculinity thing. Like it's an issue with that. Like our perception of masculinity yeah, doesn't yeah. conform with being gay. But I think you can totally be gay and be super ma- like, oh yeah, a dude just does man shit all the time. But he yeah. he fucks dudes. Yeah, but he like fucks them like a man. <laughs> <laughs> fucks them like a real man. He fucks them like a real man. Oh, dude, that's funny. Yo, Joe fucks men like a real man, dude. <laughs> Yeah, dude. And I think the... Uh, the this uh, husband could not sit down for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, that's why... Uh, I See, I understand that dude. Because that dude grew up in America and was force-fed the same fucking gender role that we were all force-fed. And, and you know, subscribed to uh, some of it. You know, enough of it to be like, well, I'm just a man, but I also just like dudes. Right? But then there's the, the other character who said... I'm not just a man. I'm something else. You know what I mean? I, I'm not going to follow that gender role at all. I'm just going to throw it all away and just do some extremely other shit. And that, to me, it seems like it has, it, it has less to do with being gay, with being homosexual. It seems like it has less to do with that because why, why can't you uh, – why, why don't you act like the other guys who, are just, who just happen to be gay? Who are, or like the the normal heterosexual guys, and I mean normal as in you interview a hundred people or a thousand, you know, the average dude's heterosexual, and you know, it is like you know their stereotype is on a fucking sitcom somewhere. You know what I mean? You know what guys I'm talking about? But I think uh, like that the the sissy type of behavior, it's it's like a embodying the idea that you are not that. And that being the normal man. Mm-hmm. I don't think it has to do with being homosexual at all. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. And I, I've, met, I've, met, I've met gay dudes who are totally not that character. That's totally like a... Wait, who? A, I've, who? You want me to name No, names? no, no. I just... I didn't hear what you said. I've, met, I've met people who have... Oh, who have been okay. surprised to find out that they're gay. Like, who? <laughs> that guy's gay? Wow. You yeah. know? But that's weird, too, because it's sort of like... A, I'm not judging anybody. You can be whoever the fuck you want. I'm just interested in where it stems from. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm interested in how the shit works because nobody, nobody really clued me into this when I was a kid. You know what I mean? At the very most, it was like, hey, just be aware that there are gay people out there. And so then... <laughs> be very aware. Yeah, yeah. Be super, super Hold your aware. Hold very close to you. <laughs> <laughs> the the gays. Hold, hold your butthole very tight. <laughs> oh, oh, gays everywhere. Low-hanging fruit. But, you know. Well, but that's the thing. You only get the low-hanging fruit as a kid or as a teenager. You only get the low-hanging fruit. So then when you see shit that doesn't make sense, right, you're you're force-fed the stereotypes of gay people. And then you see real gay people and you're like, well, that actually seems different from what you told me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that is really where I'm at is like, well, what's the fucking reality here then? You know, if you lied to me and you guys are actually different from what other people told me. Where is the? Why is there this misunderstanding going on? And you know what? It also might be that uh, we kind of. I think. I think uh, the straights us rep- represent. Us. Uh, we kind of. We kind of look at the gay community like through like a magnifying glass or a telescope almost. Like we're we're not fully ingratiated into it. Is that a word? Ingratiated. Sure. It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're not. We're not totally like in it. So I guess there's a bunch that we don't understand. But it's like. Uh, 
the shit it's like the shit on the news you know like the worst shit gets on the news it's like the the like worst being gay like the, the worst the shit. worst the worst shit gets on like yeah oh yeah i saw al pacino's cruising i know how it is i saw that you ever see that movie no oh uh, where he plays okay so there's a gay serial killer right yeah. no i've seen the one scene that i that he's like in the in the strip mail uh gay strip club have you seen it on tv or did you see the dvd i saw it online Ooh, so did, did you I'm see sure where the guy's it. getting fisted by like four other dudes what? yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, god. and Al Pacino's just like a straight dude with a wife who's like pretending to be gay, and he's just like, "Oh my god!" And that, that, wow. but that, I mean, that movie has been criticized for being like the worst depiction of the gay community of all time because they're just yeah. like, "We're gonna suck seventeen dicks tonight." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, but I feel like that's also that's also like sort of a, a stereotype uh, that that people have. Of like the the gay club, you know. I've never been to a gay club, so I don't know what that shit's like. But I imagine it's like a fucking party. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I imagine yeah. it's like a fucking free for all. It's probably like a really fucking good time. Yeah, people are just there. Everyone's just there. Like, no, just fucking get into it, man. Like, who gives a fuck? Just be free. That's what we're all about: being free. Fuck, man. Yeah, but that, but that also like the the gay pride parades to go and stuff to are so. I mean, I guess, I guess, how else would you have a <laughs> it's a gay pride parade, but they're all just wearing like fucking office clothes. Like, no, just walking well, like, yeah, we hey, are gay, but we're just walking around. I know a lot of gay people who are not down with gay pride parades. They are not down because to them, that just represents the loud minority of overly. Now, this is not my opinion. Overly flamboyant uh, gay people who have been uh, like tainting the image of the gay community since the 80s and since you know all that the age shit was happening that same like oh you know gay people they just like to party and suck each other off like that's not true at all and there's a lot of gay people who are like fuck pride parades because like i wish i wish i could participate because of course i want people to be more aware of um uh like lgbt issues because i'm a part of that community however i i'm not down with what these people are doing like i'm not down with stripping naked and wearing drag and all that shit i'm just a normal person who wants to be able to uh, be in love with who I want to be in love with. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I think uh, the gay pride parades are great, but the the effect it, it, they have are really limited by uh, the. I think the, the idea is great. The eccentricity of it. I think. I, I think the idea is great, and it's sort of it's it's almost depressing to me that we even need to have a community where it's like yeah we, we need to like that's really it we need to like defend ourselves and be this and that way you yeah because people won't fuck with us like we need to shove this down your throat so you don't like kill us ah literally oh but uh it's like when I was a kid you know in grade school I was like hey what's up with Samantha's parents oh she has two moms and my mom was just like yeah you know some dudes like dudes and some chicks like chicks and I was like oh. All right, well, I'm going to go do whatever the fuck over here because I don't really care anymore. You know, yeah. like, I don't yeah. care. My pastor, uh, we went to an Episcopal church called All Saints, and that was one of my favorite churches my family ever went to. And one of my favorite pastors, Father fucking, I want to say John, no, Father, might have been, ah, fuck, I can't remember his name. I was really young, and I didn't care about the shit at the time. But what I knew was he was gay, right? Gay pa- uh, priest of an Episcopalian church. And this was at the time when my mom was in jail. So we had to, like, bounce around to different adults to, like, watch us in the summertime, especially when we weren't in school. 
So he just would watch us from time to time for a whole day. And I remember the first day being like, oh, this is going to be weird. Like, I'm going to see some gay shit. There's going to be gay shit everywhere. Things oh are going to be God. really gay. I'm like nine. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I've, I've seen and heard about gay people. I was like, oh, God, there's going to be dudes. There's going to be balls everywhere. Like, oh, Jesus. Here we go. I'm going to get and diddled. And then there was. And then- <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I may be gay, but I'm also a priest. So come here. Um- <laughs> so if you're down, hey, I got the wine right here. <laughs> He's like, this is not because I'm gay, right? It's because oh, I'm, I'm a priest. It's because I'm I'll a priest. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So he was really cool, though. And that's, that was the surprising thing to me because we got there. We got to his office. He worked at another place. He took out his lap- laptop. We played uh, a game on his laptop. Then he took a swimming at the pool that was like at his apartment complex or something. And he's like all the way. Like he's fucking like, I can't believe I have to watch these fucking kids. I got no, so much shit to do. He doesn't give a shit. Right? He's on his laptop doing shit, doing gay shit, whatever he's doing. <laughs> And we're just swimming in the pool and shit. So that was the, that day. I was like, "This dude is fucking awesome. He has weights in his office. He's got a laptop where he's doing shit all you know all day." And this was like when I was nine. So like a laptop was still like, "Holy shit!" Like it's a computer, but it's not connected to anything. Yeah, you know what? It was still that novelty was still there. So I just saw him as like the dopest dude, and that's what made me realize like, okay, so why do people make such a big deal about like who's gay and who's not? Because it clearly has nothing to do with the rest of their life. Right, like I, you don't learn that someone. You sh- there should be no reason that you learn someone's gay until you see their significant other, or you ask them to go out, and they say, you know, they they're like, well, I'm actually, you know, I'm actually gay. You know, I, that to me, that's that makes more sense. That we, you shouldn't really know until it, until a, a context specific situation comes up where it actually makes sense where that information would be uh, would develop out of the conversation. But maybe there's, I mean, maybe there's like totally something to it where it's, uh, I mean, because I mean, obviously we, I would say that I can speak for you on this one where we, we don't think it's a choice. <laughs> you know, it's not a choice to be gay in the same way that it's not a choice to I be gay. I think most of the time, probably not. Most or I don't think anything really is a choice. So that's kind of a weird way to put it. Right. But right, I think right. I, would, I would say probably 95% of people who are homosexual I would go even higher feel, than that, man. Feel, yeah, maybe even higher than that. Feel like they didn't have a choice. Whether they did, whether they could have... I would say like 99%. Like, right, I'd say there's weird cases where people need like crazy attention and I shit. Don't, no, I don't think... No, 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 no. I think the natural state for human beings is to not give a fuck. Because if you come, you come. And it feels good. It doesn't matter if it's a hand, a watermelon, a, a woman's mouth, or a man's mouth, or a man's ass, or a woman's ass. It's going to feel good, right? So the... The taboos and all that shit, we build that. We build that into, you know, we put those restrictions on ourselves. The, the restrictions aren't there naturally. They're, we're just like, we have the ability uh, in, our, in the way that our brains are flexible to live like the bonobo monkeys who just fuck all the time. They fuck dudes. They fuck women. They don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? They just fuck everything. They're just like, let's fuck because it feels good. Right? We have that capacity, but it's just that we in order to keep society organized, we feel that it's necessary to, to um, channel people's behavior into very specific types. And that specific type in America is to be married and have two to three kids, right? That's like the what we want to do. So every other relationship outside of that has some kind of stigma attached to it, especially homosexual. Adam, why is your hand on my leg right now? <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> this, this whole speech. He's just slowly just going up. up. <laughs> I was hoping he wouldn't notice until I got to the balls, but he's too sharp. No, I, I agree, man. I agree. These are totally like um, 
That's that's the question I have, I guess, with as, as far as... Oh, sorry. Wait, I didn't actually get to finish that. So oh, I'm what sorry. I'm saying is whether or not that these gay people, right, or the people who are gay now, if they could have, as a child, like, forced themselves, for lack of a better term, to be straight, I think you probably can choose to be straight or gay you know you just have to kind of condition yourself holy shit for once Seamus isn't saying the most controversial thing I don't even like, think that's that controversial I think people just I don't think people think about it enough they just they're like no no people tell me I'm supposed to get offended when you talk like that just you know just think about what I'm fucking saying I'm, I'm, I think you could change your sexuality if you wanted to one way or the other it would just take time and energy and if you naturally are attracted to guys why would you want to change your your attraction to, to girls unless you had a reason you know what i mean are you so saying? i think most gay people could change their sexuality or could have but they just never wanted to because you didn't want to i didn't want to you know you just like what you like and who gives a fuck you know what i mean it's like so when does, you- i don't think i think they all had a choice but i don't think that any of them had a choice if that makes any sense, it makes sense because it, it's not a it's not a conscious choice. It's something that just sort of happens. Is I guess is what you're saying, just like everything else. But I, I yeah, I don't know, man, because I, I don't know the science behind it, so I can't really speak to it. I, I would say that it could just be me being like, well, most people say it's not a choice, so it's not a choice. You know what I mean? And yeah, because I think most people who say it's not a choice have heard or their personal experience and are saying, hey, it doesn't feel like a choice. I think so that's I what guess, they're saying. I guess. What I would say then is that the labels of straight or gay or all these things are just sort of – they're human constructs. In the same way that you're saying that in the sense that the bonobo monkeys don't know the fucking difference. They're just getting their dick wet regardless. Yeah. Of if it's oh, they know it. the difference. They just don't care. They're like, yeah, this is my, this is my boy Jerry. Like we fuck sometimes. Who yeah, we're on the down low. And this is my kid. This is, Or actually they don't – and that's the interesting thing. In a highly promiscuous society like that, they don't care whose kids belong to who. You know, pa- past certain boundaries – which one of them is the mothers never have sex with son- with their sons. That's like the number one no-no in the bonobo uh, society. This is a bonobo no-no. This is a bonobo no-no. You don't fuck your mom if you're a dude. If you're a girl, they pro- – oh, dude, I don't even want to think about that. But, uh, <laughs> I do. I do. I've seen a couple of videos oh, like that. I've seen some Russian porn. I want to uh, see a bonobo thing. monkey um, – She's like fucking her bonobo monkey boyfriend, and then the bonobo monkey mom comes back, and she's like, "You're not doing that, right? Let me show. <laughs> Let me show you how." And then the <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! So now we've offended everybody on the fucking planet. We well, we've offended at least every human and at least every bonobo. So that's not that many. That's not that many organisms. Oh, man, people. most of our listeners yes, are bonobos. Fuck. I'm uh, so, fuck. So sorry. All all three of those bonobos. Oh man. Oh, fuck. Uh, yeah. So, man, sexuality, I think it's the way that we see it. People, they, they talk about these, uh, or they talk about features of our sexuality as if they are, are hard and fast. <laughs> to keep, to keep, keep the innuendos going. This is the gay episode. This is the gay episode where my hand is still on chains. <laughs> it's um, moving up. People talk about features of our sexuality as if they're permanent, as if they're fixed, and, you know, this is how it always has worked. But I think... Really, we've had such a specific type of society for so long that we have forgotten what human capability really is. Yeah. Yeah. So I was listening to Alan Watts today, and he was talking about swans having sex. Sorry, this is totally Swan unrelated. I, I'm, I'm going to say that that was the conclusion that we just came to, and I'm going to change it's the subject. Enough. So swans, when they're about to fuck, do you know what they do? No. They don't know what to do. They don't know 
how to fuck each other, apparently. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they start fighting each other, and they're like, I don't know why we're fighting. I don't know why the fuck we're fighting. And then it just, the fighting turns into just fucking. Like, nice. Just, and what I Alan, feel like that's how humans do it most of the Alan time. Alan Watts was comp- comparing it to humans, but he was comparing it to society as a large, where it's like, we're fighting each other, but we're not really clear on why. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it's gonna, it's just, he's just like, the love comes from all that shit, in the sense that like, you have to go through a lot of yeah. weird fucking... Yep bullshit in order for that shit to come out but that's all that's all of what it is to begin with you know what i mean yeah i'm totally down with that you know what i mean you know what i mean oh i know what you mean i know what you mean you know what i mean you know what i mean you know what i mean i say it so often so do i it's such a it's such a uh a fucking insecure thing too because i'm like i'm like man i'm really trying to make this point please tell me you know what i mean you know you're not gonna make fun of me right you know what i mean did you just say that like seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was not I even slipped, a joke, dude. I totally slipped. That was oh god, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Uh, got- so Alan Watts, man, really interesting guy. I like the way he looks at the world because I find it very similar to mine, just to toot my own horn. But I really beep, have beep. been liking his uh, his talks, and it reminds me a lot of I was listening to the Joe Rogan Experience, and I forget what the dude's name was, but it was just the other day, and he was talking about how babies learn how to walk, and people think. Or I, I would say people tend to think that babies kind of know how to walk, right? Like you just know how to walk and you, it's just a matter of strengthening your muscles enough to be able to do it consistently. But that's not what happens. What happens is you're a baby and your brain has no idea about the world, about how anything works. You can't understand language, so you can't learn that way. You're only left with blurry vision where you can tell like lights and darks and maybe some shapes and sounds which you can't you have no frame of reference for so you're just listening to the world and what actually happens is your brain is randomly sending signals to your body oh move oh uh, uh, what does this do oh move your arm or move your leg oh ooh, how that hurts move your hip oh god move that oh, keep moving keep moving and then all of a sudden well whoa, whoa wait a second i'm on my knees and i can see a lot farther I can see my bottle. Ooh, oh, God, I fell. Wait, I want to see my bottle again. So then he stands up again. He remembers how to do that. And he's positively rewarded every time he, he like gets up a little farther. Now he's on his feet. And he can see even farther. And he's got more control over you know, his, the, the room and all that kind of shit. So that's how people learn. That's how, that's how you learn everything is by random events happening that you process and you reward the good ones and you... Um, discourage the bad experiences and that's how you move forward through time as a human being or or any species really any other way that you um talk about the human body working or the human mind working in my opinion is just a symbolic fallacy because it's it's just random shit happening that your brain because it's so interconnected and so well designed it's just able to process everything and keep everything going it's so hard for me to i have this image in my head that i'm, I'm dancing around but it's it's like uh it's like you have nothing and out of the nothingness like if you could create a one you have to have a zero right but our brains are just so good at there's just a billion ones and a billion zeros we just keep them separate enough that we can keep it all these data points floating around at the same time but we we just forget that if they were all to all come together, it would just be nothingness again. You see what I'm saying? It's it's almost like the the human experience or the the experience of any organism is being able to experience like things being out of balance. Yeah. You know what I mean? 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 
Oh, man. Do you know what I mean, though? I do know what you mean, man. But I got to be honest with you. Like, I was pretty much listening to what you were saying. And then I was like, I get this. And then my mind went in a completely different place. <laughs> and I, I turned so the light sorry. on, so now it looks like a different room. Oh god! I was like, think I was watching you talk, and then I was like, wow! Every time he talks, the mic lights up, and he has like this green glow on his face. Whoa! I, it's totally. This is an ADD episode. This is totally an ADD. This is episode. the gay ADD episode. Oh man, the gay DD. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about. Uh, I was thinking about. Um, two sides of the coin man in the sense that uh people people tend to think about good and bad or good and bad experiences that they're having like oh i hate this i hate this experience as like two separate things almost but they're all sort of the same in the sense that you couldn't experience the good without the bad uh that's been said before but i was thinking about comedy specifically Mm -hmm. um and i'm sorry to the listeners that i've derailed this podcast <laughs> i've derailed this show excuse me uh this conversation sorry grandkids you're fucking like what no way yeah their brains are so like organized and so fucking put together that they're like these motherfuckers lose their train of thought every 12 I, seconds i hate grandpa cuz he never finishes a fucking thought and my robot brain always finishes thoughts before i even fucking think them <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's so fucking funny too that's the worst so, part that fucking cunt but uh but anyway you know what i mean uh i uh you know what i mean you know what i mean, you know what I, mean? You know what I mean this is a shit episode it's <laughs> a shit episode you know what i mean now i'm too in my head about everything man i'm thinking about comedy now and i'm thinking about oh i did pretty well the other night so like oh i hope i don't become a fucking asshole yeah, you again. always go through this man after you have a good performance it's always like oh i hope I, my ego doesn't get in the way and i don't like take things for granted and it's I almost worse up. than a bad performance right it's about equal because a bad performance you're like oh that sucked like maybe i'm not cut out for this like da 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 it doesn't matter whether you do well or you don't it takes about a week for you to like Come back to balance, yeah. One way or the other, it's fucking crazy. It is a little crazy. It's 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 hard, man. Because I was thinking about you just have to process it. It's it's such an intense experience to be on stage and to be putting your soul out there in front of strangers that I think it just takes a while to fully process. Yeah, it just okay. So doing well when you're doing stand up, doing well feels so good. Yeah. Doing well feels like I don't want to be unrealistic here, so I'm going to say this. It's it's like an <laughs> orgasm times five. <laughs> I was going to say 100, but 100 is too ridiculous. It's like an orgasm times five. Oh, my it God. It is. It fucking is. It's like if you had an orgasm that was so – you came and it was so good that you thought about it for the next week where you're just like, that feeling was so awesome. Like yeah. you just think about it forever. And then – but it's I was happened. thinking about the, the bad times that I've had with comedy have almost been better in the sense that I've been like – well, fuck it. I'll just keep going. You know what I mean? And and there's mm-hmm. something about that, too, that's freeing because it's sort of like disconnecting you from the identification as a comedian. I guess that's what I'm struggling with now because now that things went really well. You want to identify as I'm a comedian. I'm on an upward spot. Like, you know, yeah. yeah. I want to identify. But, but I, you know that you am. shouldn't. So you're, I, like, you're like, oh, God, like, where's the line? That's where's exactly the line? what it is. That's totally what it is because I'm like, oh, I'm feeling really good about this, but it's not who I am. And it's like, it's like, it's wait, like, should I still feel good because it's not who I am? Right. It's just the like, thing I do. But I've, I've, I've taught time. myself to let go of both the good and the bad, but this re- is really good. So I'm like, I really want this to be me. You know See, what I mean? See, that's why I always have a problem when you say let Letting go because letting go to me places the emphasis on the wrong part of the experience because to me it's always the experience is the number one thing because you can only ever experience life in the moment that you're in 
The past is just your memories. The future is just what you think is going to happen, right? You can only ever be in the present. So it just, I, I don't know, man. It's hard to be there because I find myself, or I have found myself, um, and, I, and I think this is the great part about the whole, I mean, people who are listening to the show, if anyone's listening, you'll notice that there's sort of a, um, I go up and I go down a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, but but I think I've gone up enough where when I go down, it's not as down as I used to be, if that makes any sense, where I've hit this point where I can sort of pull myself out of the downs and be like, yeah. all right, you're being ridiculous right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really honestly think it's it's like a dual factor. You don't go down as far, and at the same time, you're better at pulling yourself out. You know what I mean? So that it works together where you're just like... It used to be a month where you'd have to process this shit. Where now it's just a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, or like, I'm gonna have four good performances in a row, and I'm just gonna become a complete fucking psychopath. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be like, I'm the funniest person who's ever so exists. into yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I haven't listened to anyone's new stand up because I only listen to mine on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think about the bad experiences I've had, and I mean, there's a few specific ones that I think about every time before I perform. Uh, like just just nights where I just ate shit, and I just think like, oh, this could be that all over again. Yeah. But part of me wants to think about that before I perform every time because it sort of centers me. So it's sort of like, well, I don't have to do that well. Yeah, I don't have to. The, I think the big the big problem for me throughout my entire life has been when people say shit like, what the the idea that I have to do something or otherwise yeah. it's a fucking failure and then I and then when that idea comes into place of course I'm gonna fucking fail because I'm just thinking about what if I don't do that you know what I mean and mm-hmm. that's all I think about oh man if you don't do this you're not gonna ever be happy again oh shit what if I don't do that yeah, what yeah. if I don't do that what if I don't do that what but if it, I don't do good but if I just tried without that thought if that if that stipulation didn't exist then it'd be totally different. So what I try to do before I perform is I try to remove that stipulation by saying like, well, even if I fuck up, it's not the end. It doesn't matter really. So, so, hey, give yourself the room to just fuck up. Hey, you just go out there and it's just, it's just so shitty and you just feel like shit. Then you can be like, well, that wasn't me. Yeah. And I didn't, and I didn't die. So, right. And at the (laughs) same time though, I I do, I, I do see the parallel between feeling super fucking good and being like i'm the funniest because that crowd that i performed in front of the other night Mm -hmm. they paid 40 dollars, so they were ready they wanted to get their fucking money's worth you know what i mean they were generous so you almost feel bad they were drunk yeah you almost feel bad for being like yeah i fucking killed it Mm -hmm. because it's like well yeah because they like they wouldn't allow me to not kill it is you know what i mean they really wanted wanted it to be a good time exactly where it's like well what is what is the reality there and i don't want to go too far because I know that if I go too far, like I did in the past, I'll yeah. crash again. And I mean, the crashing is good; it's healthy. And I and I'm it sort of be, like, yeah. no, it is. I think I think at least I mean, it can be for if, me. If you it, crash it and you're been. like, oh, I quit. Like that's not healthy. You know right, right. But I haven't gotten to that. No, I, no, no. I, I mean, I, I would say I cr- crashing. I for you crashed healthy. hard, wouldn't you say? I've never been there when you crash hard, but you've told me times that you've. I'd you've say crashed. okay. You've well, bleep this out. Bleep, bleep, bleep. Just censor the details. You know who I'm talking about. I had those performances where I was like, oh, oh yeah, I don't know yeah. if I ever want to do this right, again. Yeah. And and I feel like I I was just sort of like people would be like, Oh, how's comedy going? I'd be like, Oh, you know, it's just it's a thing. Yeah, like, and I remember just, I remember talking to you about it and you're like, Yeah, well, I don't know, man. Like, you know, comedy's just like kinda one of those things that like I just love to do, but I don't know if I really want to keep doing it forever. And I was like, Well, no, that's a lie because you've like you've always been into comedy and you just told me last week you want to do it. 
forever, like as your job. So what happened? Like, why are you upset? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's really what it was. Yeah. So. But anyway, man, assholes can ruin shit for you. That's the moral of that story, but you can't let it happen. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not because, you know, the great thing about open mics, too, the specific open mic I go to has a lot of the same people that I perform in front of, mm-hmm. like, from week to week. And I do a lot of the same material because it's hard to write new material. I'll try new jokes yeah. out of them. And actually, this week I'm planning on because these people are like my friends, right? Yeah. And I even said to them, I was like, you know, you guys were very generous for the laughs tonight, but I got to give you something new because you guys yeah, are just yeah. listening to the same shit over and over yeah. again. It's boring. I know it's boring. And you're being so great about it, and you're like, oh, the delivery is different. Yeah, it's it makes, funny. It makes you want to but I produce wanna, for them. Just for them, though. Just, just for them. as like a fun thing. If if they laugh, they, those guys are my yeah. barometer for what works, and I yeah. love them for that. Because I feel like it's, also that's a good stage to, pr- to uh, practice improv, because if they hear the same jokes, but you use a different tagline with every time, they'll be like, dude, you told that joke four times, and four times it was different. You know what I mean? Like, And they'll... You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's then there's the stranger crowd where you're like, well, let me just make sure I can nail this five minutes because I've got a gig coming up where it's a five minute like you know TV spot. You know what I mean? It's you, it's a different approach, which actually goes back to what you were saying before. You were you know it was cool. You were saying like there's value in a negative experience where you can be like, well, it's just a thing I do. It reminds you to detach yourself from that activity. You know, that's not you. It's just a thing that you do, and it's you know so you should treat it like that. But I think uh, at the same time, there's clearly value in killing it on stage. There's no, no greater feeling. You know, you're like, I, f- I put my soul. I just came five times in a row. I just came five <laughs> times in a row on stage and everybody applauded me. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's what, it, that's what it must feel like. I don't, I can't say. But then you walk off and you're like, all right, well, how do I not feel too good? And I think really the trick is uh, to experience uh, things almost like feel lucky no matter what happens. I'm so lucky I just killed it. I get to relish in this awesome feeling for a day or two or three. You know, I know I killed it. Everyone's telling me, like, I can listen to the recording. I crushed it. People were laughing. I got great responses. My jokes were on point. Like, every ad lib I threw in got a laugh. But then if you fucking eat shit and you can't get a single laugh and everyone hates you and you get booed off stage, you can be like, yo, I feel so lucky that I get to have this experience. Yeah. That I can detach myself from my work. I can, you know, analyze what went wrong. I can come back at it again with a fresh mind next time. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I I think that's really the trick. It's not cool. It's not to be like, oh, well, I don't want to get too happy about this or I don't want to get too sad about this. It's about being like. I'm really happy right now. I'm really happy. This right really now. worked out. Yeah, and it's or, not going to change the way I look. Or this didn't work out at all. Why didn't this work out? This right. is usually much easier for right. me. What the fuck happened? But it's sort of like after I did really well, I'm like, I really want to bomb just so I can remember. <laughs> right, and I think that's yeah. the destructive yeah. cycle. That's the one yeah. that's going to negate your the, your justified good feelings. You know, the ones that you you should feel you should feel good. You know, and there are moments that you take away from yourself. Where you should be feeling good about yourself because you're afraid of letting it get let or be. Of it I don't want to feel too, too good. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to feel this. I don't want to feel that. Which is also a legitimate concern. You know, I can't really blame you for that. It's a tough line because feelings are deceiving. Well, thanks, man. I need some. I need some outside legitimacy. Oh God, thanks. I can now feel good. Now so I can feel, feel this. Yeah. <laughs> now <permission>. I'm allowed. <laughs> you should hire someone if you ever get famous. That's it, their sole job is. Just, Yes, Seamus, you have permission. Listen, I know you won that Oscar, but like, it was mostly a publicity stunt. So like, don't fuck <laughs> yourself. Like, I need I need the internet YouTube comments to just follow me around. I just need the comment section. You're a shithead. I saw a better movie in a sixth grade media class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
that's not too bad, man. That's a humbling experience. Well, that's why I'm, I actually kind of, I kind of want that that fucking. I can understand why people say like, "I love my haters," because if you get that negative feedback in our society, that means you're doing something valuable because people are finding it so whatever that they're going to spend the energy to, to talk about debate it, it or you know, yeah it's like I oh yeah i'm doing something like oh they noticed me oh god i never even thought about that but honestly if i was fucking famous now everyone at home i want you to think about this if you were so fucking famous out of nowhere just really concentrate though really really think about that your name whatever your name is insert it right here bam there's your name now think about that. There are newspapers writing about you and whatever the fuck you did today. Oh, he did this and that. Oh my God. I can't believe it. But there are people who are like, fuck that. I think he should have done it. He's the best dude ever. But you just have this large community of people throughout the fucking world. You have Japanese people who don't even speak your fucking language talking about like, oh, what the fuck did Seamus-san do? That is crazy. You would be like, you would be like, oh my God. I love that. Everyone is talking regardless of what they're saying because, holy shit, I'm taken care of. These people fucking hate me, but they hate me so much that they're making me fucking relevant. Oh, my God. I'm experiencing celebrity from this from Adam's house right now where I'm just I'm just talking to him on the thing and I'm just like, I get it now. I understand. That's crazy. I feel like, man, there's there's a, a whole host of websites which... Uh, make their money solely by taking advantage of like shock value shit like that, where they're like, oh, we're just gonna get a thousand, or you know, we're gonna say some controversial shit. It's gonna get ten thousand likes, and then we'll have the stats to prove to Facebook or to YouTube that they can advertise on our channel, and we can get that many likes, and we can get that many clicks. You know what I mean? That's why Kanye West is like, I'm the aborted Jesus fetus, and people yes. are like, Oh my god. Oh, but Kanye's crazy, isn't he? Yeah, have you heard the like, new album? No, he's an artist. Yeah. He's a genius, bro. Have you heard the new album? Dude, how could you not like it? It's called Cunt Pussy. It's the best. <laughs> it's Yeah, but the hashtag's at the end and not the beginning. Cunt Pussy, I'm Satan666. People yeah. are like... I mean, I love Tyler that song. the Creator is, is another one who does that shit. Yeah. Uh, fucking Earl Sweatshirt, that, that whole Odd Future gang, That was their, their that's how they got famous, was they were rapping about rape and murder and shit like that and i'm not opposed to it i'm all for it i'm a big fan of them adam george all for rape and murder and all that shit (laughs) (laughs) no i i just appreciate the artistry because art you know they're about creating these characters and having the characters interact in a universe that they also create right and that's all any artist is really trying to do. And I respect the characters and the universe that they've created. But one of the ways that they became famous was by being controversial and saying all this shit that people, you know, you write a salon article and you're like, oh, fuck this, these male chauvinist pigs. You know, they're only out here. They're, they're talking about rape and they're getting likes and they're getting YouTube views and all this shit. And it's like, well, they don't actually support rape. They don't they have never actually raped anybody. They've created a character who is threatening to rape another fictional character or has threatening to murder or has it's talking about having murdered other fictional characters which how is that different than a quentin tarantino movie or a born uh supremacy movie where they all kill people and they all do fucking grimy shit you know what i mean but they got famous by being the Jesus aborted fetus, essentially, and saying some controversial shit, getting articles written about how controversial they are, having people say they hate them, and then other people will listen and say, 
oh, like, well, that's actually not that bad. Like, I actually see what he's saying, and I'm actually a fan of this guy, so fuck off to all you people who are, like, hating on it, essentially. And I, I understand where that comes from, but I never did get down with that whole, I love my haters, they make me famous. Like, I feel I'm like down with it now that I understand the idea behind it. Imagine well, if you're I sitting, feel- dude, you're sitting in this room right now. You're sitting in this room. Something we said on this podcast somehow catches on with people, right? Somebody picks it up. Somebody's like, oh, shit, I can't believe they just went on that whole gay rant for like 45 minutes, <laughs> right? They, they publish the whole thing, but it makes you fucking famous. And some people are like, no, he's the shit. And other people are like, fuck this dude. But the fact that like the conversation in America, conversation for our grandkids, is, oh! but is, is about you. Right. You'd no, be like, I, oh, absolutely. I love my haters. They're oh. the best. <laughs> right. But see, that my only thing, right? My only thing about that. I understand why you would want to say that. Here's why I wouldn't want to say that. Because for every hater that you have who has helped to create the initial buzz, you have at least one fan who's buying tickets and buying merchandise and downloading and listening every week and coming to see your shows and all that shit. Well, and to say that you love your haters because your haters make you famous, to me is really um, kind of an insult to your fans who are the ones telling their friends about you and telling their aunts and uncles to listen to this because they're controversial. Sure, you'll hear some shit you don't like, but they have some really interesting points. Okay. You so, know what I mean? So, so really, I, I get it. This might be, this fans, might be totally egotistical of me to be like, I understand it on a different level than these celebrities. Bitch. Bitch. But my thing is, I feel like uh, I feel like a lot of people who say that are sort of saying it to to make themselves feel better because they're upset about what actually yeah. what people actually think about Azalea them. Banks. Yeah, no, Azalea Banks is a perfect example of this. But I, I'd say that I, in my mind, I'm thinking about it, and I think someone could genuinely love their haters if they're making them like, oh, somebody reported this story where I said that like, you know, God is a faggot or something, and like I got a million views and I got so much money off of that that like. I love my haters. Thank you so much. Yeah. In the sense that like they're 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 almost self aware where they're just like, Yeah, I say some mm. fucked up shit and people love it and I get money from it. And, and you know, you you thousand haters or million haters who fucking created this controversy are just proof of the fact that I'm saying some shit so, that people care about one so, way or the other. So, dude, I always used to think of when I when I was going on my real egotistical like fucking I was going up that hill. You know what I mean? Where Sheamus I was, is I, the best. I was listening to Kanye and I was saying Sheamus is the best. Fuck Kanye. Um, but I was <laughs> I was listening to Kanye West and like shit like that. I was like getting super like I'm a motherfucking I'm the funniest dude. I'm a monster. Whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? But oh god, what point was I gonna make? I don't know. That was just too funny. Shit. I had I, 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 I Go on with that. Fuck, I have to think about it. When now. you get too e- egotistical, when when you were getting too egotistical, I mean it's a problem clearly. It, but yeah, well, what was the oh oh problem? right? Okay, I remember now. Great. So we bought forties before the show. That's why I'm like crazy. Uh, um, but uh, I, I always thought it'd be really funny to be like a normal celebrity, like a normal, you know, just I just make money and I have a family and I love my kids, but be like a Kanye West character where people would think it was real and just tell people like, no, no, seriously, seriously, just think this is real. Just, just if anyone asks you, if the press asks you, yeah, just tell them it's yeah. real. So I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd come out and be like, fucking cunts, like, yeah, what's up, President Obama? Suck my dick. And people would be like, oh my god, oh my james god. is crazy. He just told President 
Barack Obama to suck oh his dick and, but then, on but, the Jimmy Fallon show. But, but that's the way you make money in this country is by being a crazy asshole. So like, yeah. So like, I I always thought it'd be fun kind of to be like, oh, you want me to be the bad guy? I'll be the bad. I'll be like, a to bad be, guy. Sure. Seamus's wrestling corner. Sorry, pew, pew, I knocked pew, the pew. boxer. Yeah, if I could be a rest like a wrestling figure, yes. whether it's a wrestler or like a manager or even mm-hmm. like God, you know, I would a love. If I if I ever get to the point commentator, where I, if, well, yeah, I mean, if I ever get to the point where my name means something to anyone, to the point that they put it on a show, uh, means something to you, Adam. That's great. Yeah, I put you but on what I show. mean is, if I could make like a celebrity appearance, I would want people to like be like, "Oh, Seamus is here, great!" And then I would want to turn on them so fast. Yeah. I want to become the biggest asshole because if you want me to be the asshole, I'll be the asshole. I'll be the I'll be the worst person you've ever dreamt of. But like. At the same time, like it's all a game. But like as a character, because it's a game. Wrestling is fiction, so if if it's going to be fiction, I'll be fiction. Well, I'll just be like a crazy version of fiction. celebrity lives are fiction. They're they're Absolutely. totally fictionalized. So yep. so why not just become the crazy like I just did coke off of a fucking Johnny Depp's dick, yeah. bitch? Yeah, like, like fuck you. Yeah. I, I would say I think I feel like Joaquin Phoenix like essentially did that except or he he, he okay. kind of did it you know what he, i mean he he didn't go he didn't go he did all it like the, the hipster way he did like the ironic no way. he did it the way that i probably would do it because what he did was he went on like letterman and was like a total asshole like like yeah but i've changed I, i'm an artist but no but he got up and he apologized to letterman after the thing he's like yeah it's all character see my thing is don't admit that it's a character until after the fact like years later, oh, be like, oh, I was yeah. just fucking around. Oh, you guys. of course, of but, course. But like, he broke character. Is what I'm that's, saying. That's dumb. That's he did a great job, though. No, he totally no, did know, exactly man. what you I'm explaining. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I just, I think the character that I would choose, and I think the character you would choose, if you allow me to speak for you, would be different than the character he chose because he was going for something else. It would be the same character, similar. but I wouldn't ever break it. I would never. I break don't know, it. man. I think I'd go for more of a Lady Gaga type character, where I'm like wearing a meat suit to an interview. <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously, that's what I would yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. And I'd be, I'd be like, nah, man. Like, you know, I'm gonna wear the evidence of the the manslaughter and the, the you know the 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 destruction that we're causing by being Americans and eating the amount of proteins that we do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. really, just go with this wild ass character. But but then, like, I don't know. Like, there's you know Kanye West. I feel like. I really I have this tiny glimmer of hope that to me it's like uh it's like this little tiny uh like ring, this ancient antique ring. What it's, ring? It's buried beneath seven or eight feet of sand and this one day you take your family out and you're like, I've got this I've got this metal detector. Why don't we just run along the beach, kids? It's a sunset, it's beautiful, the weather's nice. <laughs> Where's this going? Why don't right? we just wave this fucker around and see where this leads? And you and then you find this beautiful ring. You take it to an antique dealer, and it turns out to be from ancient Rome, and it's the most magnificent fucking thing. You get a million dollars for it, right? The point I'm trying to make here about what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> Kanye West. About or Kanye like West. The character. I have juice. this tiny glimmer of hope, like that little <laughs> tiny ring in the sand. That if I ever met Kanye West and I ever got a chance to hang out with him, he'd be for, a cool for dude. A day, that he'd he'd be like, dude, are you you really believe that? Like, I think yeah, I'm Jesus. Like, yeah, 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 dude, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, come yeah, on, yeah. man. Like, please, please don't tell me you believe that character because, like, if you believe that I think I'm Jesus, then I don't even know if we can hang out for a day because right. that's so far from who I am. And I really, I really hope that that's who he really is. Okay. Because if he's really this character called Kanye West, Jesus, then I'm. 
it's so disappointing. Okay, so the only problematic thing about his character, I'm just realizing now, is okay. So imagine this, man. Imagine that outlandish character that we look at as sort of like a ridiculous stereotype or a, like outlandish. Like he's clearly being a cartoon character right now. He's not real. When he says he's God, he's doing it ironically. And I if you guys God. don't laugh at that, fuck you. Hurry up with my damn massage. But what about the in people? a French restaurant? Hurry up with my damn croissant. Are you serious? <laughs> it's ridiculous. You- but, okay, so so what about this scenario, though? What about the scenario where <laughs> he's totally doing a character, but the people who actually identify with his character thinking that it's real? What about those that people? Is, and I think that is the brilliance of the ring in the sand metaphor because I think if Kanye West is really a normal person struggling to... Uh, make his way as a celebrity in this strange society, I think that would be a necessary element, that he's taking advantage of people who are willing to buy into the character in order to make money. And Damn. I think that's who that's Iggy Azalea, that's Lady Gaga, that's Katy Perry, that's Nicki Minaj. They're all doing it. They're all creating this character that they know this specific demographic of people is going to be attack, uh, attracted to that they feel real no real connection to. You know, it's it's not like they're like, oh yeah, these are my homies. It's like no, these are my fans. These are the people that I make money off. Of. Okay, well then to circle back, then is that not what super flamboyant gay dudes do? <laughs> <laughs> Where they're just like, in I what want, way? I want people to know that I'm gay, so I'm going to do this character in person where I'm like, no, hey, what's up? I, I think the 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 main difference is in the Kanye West character, he's aware or he's using the character to mask his his identity. Where the flamboyant gay character is using uh, the character to to accentuate or amplify something that they feel is. Uh, true about themselves. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Kanye West is 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 making the truth unclear. It's so Where hard the, though because the, the flamboyant gay dude feels like he's making the truth abundantly more clear with his yeah. character. And I don't think I think the truth gets distorted anytime you manipulate it, even if it's just to make a symbol. So you can't accept an amplification of something as the true sound. It's like a, it's like a guitar. An acoustic guitar sounds nothing like a fucking electrified uh, or an electric guitar. I mean, here, take it. Yeah. You put an, an acoustic guitar, plug it into an amp, and you turn the volume up to 11. You turn, you know, this, that, and the other. And all of a sudden, you go from a bring, ding, 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 boom, ding, 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 and you get you know what i mean yeah. it's a very big difference so i feel like the the gay flamboyant character is more the ele- the electric guitar which while sure it is a guitar that you're playing it doesn't really sound like uh the the guitar as it was used to be known or whatever as opposed to the kanye west who's saying i'll take a you know a guitar sample and it'll be the pure acoustic sample but I'll like layer something else on top of it. Do you think that gay dudes in like Rome were just walking around like, sup? <laughs> I, don't, sup. I don't think they were gay dudes in Rome because they didn't have that concept. Right. They were like, uh, yeah, of course I fuck my bro. So it's totally just a label and it's totally just an identification issue. It's a construct. It's a social Damn. construct. Damn. Homosexuality is a social construct. It's not real. Our, our DNA, there's nothing in our DNA that makes homosexuality real. We have... Features and functions in our body that can be manipulated, but there's nothing that says that you have to choose whether you like women or men, or that you're naturally born to only like women or naturally born to only like men. 
I think we're all naturally born to be like, hey, I like sex. It feels good. And I think your experience with sex after that determines how you interpret sex. Yeah, like some people are just like, you know, I really like dicks. And some people are like, I really like vaginas. And that's all it is. It's just a matter of preference, really. It's a sliding scale. Sexuality is a sliding scale. And that's... Yeah, and to find your where you stand on the, on the sliding scale, you just slide right in. You slide back out. You slide up. You slide in. You slide back out again. You see what feels good. You slide right up Seamus's leg during this whole podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's the message that I want to get across. And I, I feel like people object to that because they they are so wrapped up in this identity thing that it sort of becomes an issue for them where it's like, well, what are you, what are you saying? It's a, it's a fucking choice. But you're not saying it in the sense that it's like... I feel like the the idea of people people who say it's a choice are sort of saying it with like a fuck you you could have been straight yeah and yeah, I'm saying yeah. I don't give a fuck what you do I don't care whether you're straight or gay do I'm saying the fuck you want yeah I I really the way I see the human body and brain is more like a machine that can be used and you can use it for one way or another or another or another and I you, you can use your human machine to receive and give sexual pleasure to male human machines or female human machines and it doesn't really matter uh which one's which and you know it doesn't it, who gives a fuck who gives a shit the only people who give a shit are your fucking society elders who are telling you like oh did you have pleasure with that person well i don't like that you had pleasure with that person i want you to only have pleasure with this type of person yeah and i also kind of feel bad for those guys too because i, I mean that's probably no surprise to anybody because everyone thinks i'm a fucking homophobe now but but a homophobe and a sexist ah oh, dude i just hate women but um i think i think uh I just don't want them to have opinions or like rights. Um, but I think like uh I think those guys are totally justified in their opinion. Maybe not justified now, but the it's so it's so frustrating because people just look at them as like they've they're this is just who they are. They're just fucking assholes who just hate gay people. But it's like go go further back and understand why why where does that anxiety or fear actually stem from? Because I feel like all anxieties and fears sort of, and this is what Alan Watts was saying, is that mm-hmm. they stem from a sort of a place of love. People mm-hmm. are afraid of gay people because traditionally in societies or, you know, in the past, and I'm talking way in the past where mm-hmm. like humanity was on the brink of extinction, which we've been before. People don't yeah. understand that. We've been on the brink of extinction a couple times. I'm sure a few. I'm sure many times, man. Right. So the idea is... Oh, if they're gay people, then we're not going to have any kids. So, no, fuck you. You have to fuck a girl. Right. You have to fuck a girl right now because you got to make a baby. But but that only stems from a fear of, like, we're going to lose everything. Right. And if that fear is gone, then it's just sort of like, well, do whatever the fuck you want, man. Mm-hmm. And and so, so, so you can't really get super mad at those guys because they're so wrapped up in this fear of They lived people. in a different world. Their right. values come from a different – things worked differently. You know, you had to have – eight kids because four of them might die and then the other four you needed to take care of you when you got older so here's so here's what i'm gonna say man if if you're gay or you're transgender or whatever this is this is the official conversations for our grandparent grandkids sorry grandparents i want conversations for our grandkids grandkids. record me a conversation right before i die or something i don't know just be like grandpa sucks um (laughs) this is the last episode of conversations for my grandkids fuck grandpa fuck grandpa i don't know why he left me Four, 1,400 hours of, of rambling. That sucks. What am it I supposed sucks. to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> but no, this is my official stance on it. It's sort of like, uh, I don't care what the fuck you do, man. I don't give a shit. But but 
also understand that, like, if you're sucking a dick at the gay pride parade, I have the right to be like, that guy's a fucking asshole. Like, yeah, just, just what are you doing? You know what I mean? Right, right. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to call you out when you get too fucking crazy. In right, and it doesn't that, matter if you're gay or straight or whether your your meaning your your action has some symbolic meaning to you or not. If you're if you're doing some shit that I don't like, I'm just gonna say I don't like it. I'm just gonna like, oh come on, like real. I'm I don't not, like what I'm you're doing. doing. I'm not even gonna hate you or be mad at you. I'm I just, just don't like, like what you're doing right now, man. Really, I would not suck a dick in public. Why are you? Doing I don't that? really think you need to suck a dick in public to make a point. What point are you trying to make? I'll help you think of 15 other ways to make that point better. Yeah, but that's not making any point. Right. That's just me being like, I, I don't really get turned on by this, and it's weird that I have to watch this. You know what I mean? That's so, really hey, hey uh, kids, you know, when you're fucking your cyber girl boyfriend or whatever just keep the fuck. It, keep it in your room. It's just a private it. thing. Grandpa's on old Pornhub. It's all the videos from when he remembers. <laughs> back when <laughs> Classic said, Pornhub. Back when, quote, he says, sex made sense. <laughs> so what if I want to fucking avatar? Hey, Grandpa, I'm fucking Yu-Gi-Oh. Get over it. Get over it. It's you time wanted to duel to and come. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is the uh, artificial intelligence gay ADD episode. <laughs> what the fuck have we been talking about? I don't I know. I feel like man. I've upset so many people. I'm so sorry. I love you this all. This is the controversy episode. But uh, controversy. Know. Hey, you know, Hitler was right. I feel like the, the <laughs> reason add that the, in. the reason we get so attached to controversial statements is because we personally i think find it strange that you should get so excited or upset about anything that has no direct connection with you right you know exactly. what I mean? so anytime someone's like what did you just say on the internet on a website that only has a thousand fans what did you say about my favorite celebrity fuck you i'm gonna write a 10-page article you don't even know shia labeouf <laughs> you don't even know him <laughs> And we're like, all right, you got that mad at some fourth graders, like, you know, a project that they slapped together in 10 minutes before the class? Like, what is wrong with you? For for dislikes, more like for fuck yous. <laughs> I love this videos. I just think anytime strong emotions come out and it doesn't have to do with like, dude, I got stabbed through the gut and I was scared. That totally makes sense to me. But if you're like, oh my God, like I was sitting in my house in the burbs and I read this article about robberies and I was so scared I couldn't even sleep. I'm like, I can't really relate to that because that's fucking retarded. That's some I, bullshit. And then I read this comment where the guy was like, yeah, I love robberies. And I responded for three hours. <laughs> I don't even hate trolls. I hate that term. But I hate I, I yeah, hate people who respond to them as if they're fucking real. Yes. Like, or respond to anything, really. If you're not on Facebook, don't respond to anything. And even if you're on Facebook, don't respond to anything. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I like uh, trolls. I've heard – it was a TED Talk I was listening to. But I've heard you know the, the, the troll character who just says outlandish shit to get a reaction, whether they believe it or not, on you know videos and shit. I've heard them described as the immune system of the internet. You know what I mean? Or like a – not the immune system, but like a virus or like a – like a, you it's know, the same shit. You see that you see the worst shit that you could possibly see, and even if you think they're being serious, which I normally don't, but if you do think they're being serious, it only reaffirms your beliefs and what you think is right. So it's sort of in the same sense, like it's like they say some shit that they don't even believe, where they're just like, yeah, yeah, these faggots kissing, fuck faggots, I hate yeah. faggots. And yeah, but like, but he that's like a gay dude commenting, right? Yeah, well, yeah, he's just fucking with you, he's and then people are like, wait a minute, I love gay people, and so and and he's like, no, gay people are from the devil, and he's. Like, yeah, this is funny, isn't it? Like, to his boyfriend, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I'm... Look at all the responses. He's just deep-throating them. <laughs> sorry, it's getting real sensual. Adam, your hand! I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. It's just... <laughs> you've got nice thighs. Uh, hey, you know what? I've been thinking about working out, so... <laughs> I can already feel it taking effect. <laughs> oh, man. I was making a point about YouTube. Trolls being Trolls. a virus. Oh, yeah, they're like... It's like a... Not like a virus, though, but more like playing in the dirt, you know? You, you get a little dirt in your blood and your in your system and you learn how to deal with it. You know what I mean? And your immune system is stronger for it. So when you go on a YouTube video, when you read the comments, you don't read them uh, like, you know, oh, let's let me see what people's honest opinion about this video is. You you see it for the reality, which is let me see which crazy people spouted their ignorance on this section of the internet. You know what I mean? And which people are fucking with those people and which people are commenting. You know what I mean? It's, it's a totally different way of looking at it. And I think if you're exposed to enough of the shit talking and the fucking trolling and, and viruses and all that kind of shit, uh, you learn how to have a, like an online immune system. Okay. So the thing, the thing that I'm going to bring up right now is sort of, I'm going to shit talk somebody without talking about them. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Could you, uh, are you going to do a code name? I do Could a joke. I do a joke about this girl. Anyway. Okay, good enough. So this girl, uh, yeah, I don't even give a fuck if she hears it at this point because I've, I've sort of settled. Yeah, but, but for, you know, for respect. Yeah, for I like respect. You, I like how you're approaching No, it. totally. No names, I respect we all this. Know. I, no, I don't, even, I don't even know if I fucking respect this person. I, no, you do because you will respect all people because they're all just people and no one has a choice in anything that they do. So you do respect her. Exactly. Which is why you're not going to use her name. She pisses me off. But you sometimes. don't respect. I'm all getting of her confused choices. with that. Yeah, I don't expect a lot of her choices and her decisions. We're talking about some shit, and she's one of those people that just gets offended a lot. So offended about what? Some shit that never had any effect on you. How dare you? My that brother was gay. Me. So if you say some gay shit, I'm going to hate if you. If you say the word gay, because you the hate fuck my brother, my and my brother's me. So you hate me and I hate you, yeah. which means it's okay for me to kill you. Calm the fuck down. And I don't know, man. One time she said to me, she said to me, we had this long text conversation where I was sort of just like, hey, you're going to like joke around with me because I'm just joking. And she's like, you're a fucking asshole. And I'm offended. And she was like, I think we just have different senses of humor. And I didn't want to be this asshole who like uses some shit. But I was like, bitch, I've made people laugh in a crowd. <laughs> How many laughs have you got from your fucking bitch, humor? I've made every kind of demographic laugh. I've made a dude in a wheelchair who was a gay Jew laugh. <laughs> Using a Holocaust joke about, about disabled about people. This, <laughs> exterminating gay Jews. He laughed. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Tell me about your sense of humor. No, but I mean, that that seriously is like, my, my thing with that is like, it's, it's a tough line to walk because I respect other people's sense of humor. It's a matter of whether or not I personally think it's a good way to go about it. I don't respect her humor. I don't. Yeah, you don't have to. And I don't respect a lot of humor that I see. I respect, uh-huh. I respect the people that are doing it because they're getting a crowd reaction. Absolutely. And I'm like, wow, they're doing a great job identifying with that demographic. But it doesn't mean I think it's yeah, funny. I think that's a very crucial thing about media in general is that you don't have to enjoy the media or, or respect the media, you know, but respect the person who made it at least. Because for the, 
I, and I'm going to say 99.9% here, okay? We're going to throw some big numbers out. Oh, shit. 99.9% of people who are talking shit about movies or songs have never recorded anything in their life besides a fucking selfie, right? So if you've never made a movie or you've never recorded an album, then your shit talking should be very limited when it comes to music. Uh, and then or we segue we segue into Seamus' wrestling corner when he just shits over everything. No, but I, I feel like... I feel like um, and that's it. I'm just going to totally excuse myself from that argument because I feel like wrestling is a form of performance. And if you've done any sort of performance, you have a, a listen, right. bitch. Wrestling is an art form. Listen, you fucking cunt. When Brett Michaels fought Sean Hart and they fucking wrestled until they bled, it was amazing. Listen, ignorance doesn't come up with things like sweet chin music. Dude, sweet chin music. Hey, how good were the matches? Seamus is wrestling corner. Pew, 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 pew. How good were the matches in like 2006 when everything in wrestling sucked between John Cena and Shawn Michaels? They how were good? So, how good were they? Oh my god, they're so uh, good. Can I say that that was at the time where me and my brother actually dipped back into wrestling? What? Wait, let me tell you from which era of wrestling we jumped. We Oof. went from ECW to 2006 WWE. Oh god! Oh god! The worst. Jesus right? Christ! Dude, it was like it was almost like. It was almost like watching a professional play and then going to see a middle school do the same play. But they're just improving all the lines. Yeah, but they yeah <laughs> they've forgotten they've forgotten half their lines and they're like, "Oh, Romeo, I really don't actually like you that much." Yo, Romeo, where'd you, Romeo, get? This is our comedy. Is thing this my? Get me my long sword. <laughs> get me my long sword. No, but so tell me about that. So what was that like coming back to wrestling in 2006? Now, 2006, for people who don't know, is the year of – now, I feel like we talk about wrestling a lot. And I was listening to the episodes back and I was like, people who listen to wrestling talk probably hate it. But we but don't, we don't people who fans, listen to so wrestling cares. will really like this because right. as much as we talk about wrestling, I really want to put make it a point at this point that I don't watch wrestling at all unless Sheamus – Put something on my TV. Oh yeah, I'm right? raising my eyebrows like the Rock. Oh, yes. sometimes he he lights a fire. He lights some candles. He puts like really like like Kane, soft dude. music like Kane. on, and he's like, "Yo, Adam, you trying to watch a Kane match? You trying to watch Kane take his mask off and Rob no, but Van Dam I, get like seriously, crazy? I'm telling. I, I'm I just want to for everyone who's getting tired of hearing about wrestling. I don't get tired of hearing about it, and I don't really care about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just just enjoy it. Just Stop let it fucking just surrender. Let it happen. Just just That's what all rapists say. Um, <laughs> but no, man. How was that going from fucking ECW to 2000? Because 2006, dude. for people who don't know, 2006, 2007 is the era of oh, Vince McMahon has a leprechaun now, or he has the boogeyman yep. who eats worms in the ring, and then there's the big Kali guy who can't wrestle, but he's really big. Go 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 go! I'm the king. How was that? That made me so mad, dude. I, I you're seeing dudes fuck each other up, stab each other, and be like, "Bitch, dude, I just, I just fucked your I mom." Was, I was and watching then you go to wrestling with like, my dad and my brother when Sabu broke his neck. What, like six times? It was like this is the fifth time I saw him break his. You know, I don't know how much he of that really is broke true. his neck. I believe, I know, I believe it. But I don't, you know. I Thanks, don't know how many Chris times Benoit. Why don't you go murder your family? He broke his neck. Like I watched him break his neck three times. Right. So yeah. that's I went from that where people in ECW they're in like a, a high school gymnasium and they're jumping off the raft and shit you know what I mean like this shit wasn't made for them to be jumping off of but they're like fuck it this is gonna make a good good scene you know I'm gonna fuck this dude up and people are gonna cheer so I'm gonna fucking do it I go from that to John Cena the champ is here Batista the champ is here 
Oh my god, dude, it was terrible. It was like it was just like a cartoon. You know, the the emphasis switched from, you know, these two human beings are going to fuck themselves up in the ring and it shifted to like soap opera like you know, oh, this Irish guy with the, his leprechaun friend is going to battle the English dude with his literature. And it's like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> with his literature. What are you talking that's his, about? That's his manager, just a book. Um, but yeah, no, dude. It's weird, man. But the matches between Shawn Michaels and John Cena were great. And this is why I Shawn like Shawn Michaels John. is always one of my favorites. I, and John Cena is awesome, man. He's, Controversial. You know what I happened to that. him? I feel like the same thing that you keep saying about Roman Reigns. They, totally. they pushed John Cena into this character, and he said, you want me to make how much money a year? Sure, I'll do whatever the fuck you want. And now it's past the point where he could return to a, a normal or good character. When John Cena was the white rapper guy who was like a fake Eminem. I hated him. You hated him? Less Pe- than I do people now. People loved him, though, and I loved him. I, hate, I, hate him, I hated him then, but then... He turned into this. It's almost like, you know, if you took this like a sandwich to school and then you opened it and you were like, oh, shit, there's mold on this. And it's Friday. And you're like, fuck it. Like, you know, my boy's got a peanut butter and jelly. He always shares. You know, I'll just eat that. You put that back in your book bag. You go home. You throw your book bag in the closet. and You forget about it until Monday. And then yeah. you open that shit up to put your new lunch in it, and you're like, oh, shit, this shit has festered. <laughs> this is a science experiment in my book bag right now. I feel like that's what happened with John Cena. Champ is here. I was like, oh, I like this guy. Like, he's like, he's got, like, these big muscles. He, it's this crazy character. He does crazy, like, <laughs> but, like, let's see what happens. And then I was like, ooh, I hate this motherfucker. And then five years later, he's still winning the heavyweight championship. He's still the number one character. And I was like, there was no way he should have been number one to start with let alone six years fucking later oh come on man he was cool when he was doing his little poopy nope. joke <laughs> not at all dude not at all <laughs> well then again you go back to me wearing a biggie small shirt so look who you're talking to yeah man you i love was like oh baby baby john cena i feel like you're more willing to suspend disbelief than i am i think that's that's a very key fact i liked him because characters. he wasn't winning all the time he was just this guy who was he would have funny was, jokes that he would say really sometimes an and he would you know, he would he he wouldn't always be the good guy who was always good. For, he would beat he would like knock people out with like chains and shit. I mean, yes, it's yeah, corny, but no. he was. But the idea that he was cheating is different right. from now, where he's right. just like I kiss babies and because I because in wrestling, love babies. the good versus bad distinction is very very important. And when you cheat, whether it's a chair or a chain, that kind of uh, like. The context is important. Like, yeah, oh, it's, it's like he oh, cheated, that's but a, we like hey, him. That's a bad thing to do. Are you a bad guy or a good guy? Yeah, man? come on, come on. You got to pick a side. Well, but eventually he became the ultimate so, good hey, guy. Highly recommend you go back and you watch Shawn Michaels versus John Cena because their matches were really good. Listen, man, what what did I say? I don't watch wrestling unless you really put it good. on. So you're gonna have to remember. I'm gonna remember right fucking now. Yeah, that's right. I just listened to this back and I remember. <laughs> It's a little meta humor. No worries, guys. Candymunchers.com. Check Candy it out. Candymunchers.com. Uh, I just want to... Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a business sandwich here. I started out by apologizing for the uh, technical difficulties, but I'm going to end by saying that Candymunchers.com is where... It's kind of our headquarters for all of our creative content. Um, right now, there's only the podcast as of us recording this episode, but the plan is... To have Seamus' stand-up on there, to have I, – I like to write, so I'll put a short story up there. Seamus and I like to doodle. We might put Jasmine some doodles up cooking. there. Jasmine is cooking. Jasmine, don't J- forget about Jasmine. Jasmine has amazing recipes. 
Um, so we're going to upload those. You don't always hear her on the podcast, but she is a, a pivotal part of this. Uh, I'd say trio, you know, at this yeah, point, whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, she is my girlfriend, so I would say duo. She's on the site, trio. so, you know, yeah, sometimes I watch. Yeah, her name is on the, on the com homepage. And if you've listened to all the episodes in sequence, you've heard her voice and heard her opinions. Uh, and we love Jasmine. So she's going to be on there, too. Um, but uh, you can listen to our podcast, Conversations for Our Grandkids, through iTunes as well. Um, Feed Burner, I think, too. I'm not 100% sure on that. You know, we're very new to this shit. But CandyMunchers.com is is kind of our headquarters. So if you're if if you want to you're down with us, check that out. And, you know, if you're not down with us, write a bad review on iTunes because I love my haters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but seriously, review us on iTunes. It's conversation yeah, good, for good or case. bad, man, because we're really new to this, so we're trying to learn, too. But uh, I don't know. It really comes down to talking about shit, figuring it out, and figuring out what to do next. So help us uh, help us figure out what to do next, you little yeah. fucks. And then, you know what? We'll all feel a little bit better. Amen. Clasp. Clasp of the hand. Uh, you really got to do something about that beeping, but, you know, that's this is for us just to hear later, because you have... We left the door open. We left the door open, man. But I'm hoping maybe the pop filters fix um, it. If there's anybody who actually hears the the cuts beep in the background, I don't. I, I don't. I'm not sure the mics actually pick it up. Uh, we're, we apologize. They but do. You can blame it on Seamus because this is my apartment and I can't hear that shit anymore. I can't hear it. It beeps all the time and people complain. I don't hear it. So if you hear it beeping, it's because Seamus didn't shut the door. So. I feel like we're a lot like um, Hustle and Flow because we both have pop filters. I'm Hustle. You're Flow. I'm going to say everything after I said amen is not going to be included. <laughs> so it's weird that we're still talking. I don't think we should even have that. This is all for us when we were listening to it back. Like this is me listening on Squarespace being like, what the fuck? These guys are crazy. I'm not funny at all. And I hate my, I hate everyone. I hate when I'm not on. <laughs> I hate when I'm not on. Who turned me off? Did you think I'm off, man? Did you think I'm off today? Yes. Did you? Yes. Oh, man. Because you're too caught up in your head. You said it earlier. I mean, you had moments where you were, you're, for the most part, you were in, but then sometimes you'd be like, oh, there was a, there was a lull in the conversation. Oh, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address the lull in the conversation on the mic in one way or another, and I'm going to try to make a joke about it because I feel bad about it, like blah, 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 blah. You'll hear it when you listen back. Sorry, man. I don't, I'm not sorry. It is what it is. is it's a natural developed. progression, really. It's how the moment developed, and I don't think, I think people who perform excuse that type of shit because they know what it's like, and people who don't perform don't even realize it. You know what I mean? I'm not really worried about it, because the way I see it, 